You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. The Mysterious Case of Split Valley is sponsored by Ravens, maker of the most comfortable slippers you've ever known. Ravens. Use code SPLITVALLEY at checkout to receive $10 off your first pair. This is steep. Ah, you're my age. You can do it. Still steep. Ah, I guess I'm used to it. I grew up around here, you know. This is it? Here? This is it. I haven't touched him. Can you, uh, tell me what I'm looking at here? You can, um... You can... See it. <laughs> right? I, I'd just rather have you uh, say it. Uh, it'll be better for the... We'll edit it. Oh, uh, who's we? Her? No, we have a producer, Tim. He was supposed to come with us, but he got food poisoning, so he's back in New York. I, and if you could just say your name, I'll put that earlier. Oh, yeah. Ready? I'm Gus Finch. I'm the mayor of Split Valley, New York. Have been for almost five years. Won re-election last year in a landslide. Split Valley, New York. Population 58. Well, there's another census coming up soon, but yes. We are the second smallest town in New York State. Green Island is the smallest. And Split Valley is 47 square miles. It is. Uh, can you say it as a complete sentence, uh, please? So I Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah sure. Okay. Um, Split Valley is 47 square miles. Mostly forest? Uh, it, it's mostly forest land of the... We'll edit it. Hmm. It's mostly forest land of a coniferous nature. And what portion of that is commercial logging? Yeah, I grew up about 35 miles uh, down the road, you know, as they say in Bolton Landing, right on the Hudson. I woke up every morning with it right outside my window. I love the Adirondacks. You know, I could have really gone anywhere after Penn, but I decided I wanted to move back. Give back to this region. Best place on Earth. Best people on Earth. <clears throat> so, here's where I found this particular pile about four months ago. It was a rainy summer, and it's, well, now eh, you can feel it. Snow in the air now. About to be November. It's still here. It's, oh, looks like a maybe a little statue of some sort. Well, not a statue. What is it? Um, a sculpture, I suppose. Wow. Yeah. Don't you want to take a picture of it? Sure, sure. Uh, uh hold on. My hands are full. Melanie. Melanie, make sure those photos go to the cloud. The shared folder? Yes, if the shared folder is the cloud, I think that's... I just want to make sure I can find them again. These are... remarkable. Something in there called a diva cup. According to Sandy. Sandy's my fiancé. <laughs> 
you know, I could have gone the rest of my life not knowing what a diva cup is, right? <laughs> uh, oh, you know, huh? <laughs> what do you think it is? Some sort of signal? cubbies at Columbia Public Radio, and my favorite part of the day is seeing mine filled to the brim. Most of it I throw away. It's catalogs, junk mail, discount flyers for products I already own. But often I will glimpse loopy handwriting, a stamp fixed crookedly on an envelope. The four East Cleveland men arrested in their teens have been exonerated after five years in prison for a wrongful murder conviction. Interest in the case built after the podcast Nowhere to Run picked up the murder of Tabitha McGill, who was found dead the day after her 16th birthday. Adam Kleinhofer, a journalist and podcaster for Columbia Public Radio, first reported on the mishandling of evidence and lack of police oversight, drawing attention to a seemingly open and shut case. Nowhere to Run, our podcast about four young men jailed for a crime they didn't commit, hit a chord I never could have guessed. Almost two years later, I still get letters and cards from listeners. That's the thing about a show like ours. It happens in the moment, then lives forever. So when I saw the plain white postcard with its smeared writing, I thought it might be another word of thanks from someone who just discovered us. But no. Dear Adam, we are here. Come find us. No signature. Just the postmark. Split Valley, New York. Huh. Where had I heard of Split Valley, New York before? It sounded familiar, the kind of place Manhattanites escape to on the weekend, an Amtrak away. It's on the edge of the Adirondack Park and isn't known for much. Its small population seems to be its only defining feature. Then I remembered. I read the New York Times front to back every day. And in October, there was a regional story about Split Valley's contract with Two Trees Paper, one of the largest pulpers on the eastern seaboard. But when I Google, nothing much else comes up. No Yelp reviews of the local diner. No cabins for rent on Airbnb. Still, it's only a four-hour drive. And that postcard. A town with so few people... Someone at the post office, the only post office for a 45-mile radius, might know who'd sent me the card. So, my assistant Melanie and I hit the road. She drives, I call the mayor's office. Ready? Take seven. I'm Gus Finch. I'm the mayor of Split Valley, New York. Have been for almost five years. Won re-election last year in a landslide. Turns out there is a local diner. Biscuits on Route 9N, tucked far back into the trees. It's the only restaurant within the Split Valley town limits. Its tables are covered in red checkered plastic cloth, and it serves breakfast. No matter what time of day, breakfast. Hey, Red! You have any idea who might have written this? Red's lived here his whole life. Yeah, owned this place since 92. <laughs> yeah, right, Red? You know, Finchy, I don't take living here my whole life to be a point of pride. Ah, I was just giving our, uh, our guests some local points of reference. Do you have any idea what this postcard might be in reference to? Hmm? Let's see here. 
Well, now, you're looking for what? Ghost stories? Hmm? Some lore about Split Valley? Indian spirits? Ah, oh, he means native peoples. I'm native peoples. I'm just looking for whoever wrote that card. I wonder if it has anything to do with those piles of trash up near Fort's Woods. I've seen them when I was hunting. Filled with all the stuff, you know, my girls used to have. Ladies' things. Pipe down! You fellas having omelets, huh? You want chives? Omelets at its best when it's got chives. Hello? Hello? It's 1.30 in the morning. I was just woken up by a knock on my door. I, I just received another postcard. This time it was at my motel room door. Same handwriting. No postmark. This one says... Dear Adam, I'm glad you're here. It's time for you to see where I live. This is Melanie Lavin, production assistant and researcher to four Adam Kleinhofer. It's nine o'clock in the morning in Split Valley, New York. Uh, I'm in the parking lot of the Icarus Motel and Lodge on Old, Old Mill Road. I am the only guest. <laughs> I don't have a car. Adam Kleinhofer is, um, gone? Yeah, the car is gone, and so is he. Episode 1 of Split Valley features Paul Guyatt as soothing male voice, Matthew Cohen as Adam, Kylie McQuayle as Melanie, Amir Darvish as Finch, Inez Del Castillo as news anchor, and James Weber as Red. Written by Caroline V. McGraw. Sound designed by James Hansen. 
directed by Eddie Prunowski. Music composed by Luke Santi, produced by Five on a Match. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.